Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about uh, Game 6 of the NBA Playoffs second round. It's going to be very similar to the last few. Uh, we're going to talk about all three of the games coming up on today's show. So this podcast may be slightly late, but I still want to get it out there because you might need a, another opinion. But So the Bucks. Obviously, in Game 6, on the brink of elimination after the massive game by KD back in Game 5. This one, this one, though the Bucks get themselves back on track after losing a lead in Game 5. Uh, KD said himself after the game, we would cut the lead down to just around 4 or 5 points. And then after our runs, they would come back down with a run of their own. For Milwaukee, Giannis scored 30 points without shooting a 3, which personally I like better in Giannis. Obviously not a terrible three-point shooter, but by no stretch of the imagination, is it a strong spot? Chris Middleton also showing up when it is needed, and he's really been able to show up um, at, when they need him the most. Uh, he ends up with 38 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists, and 5 steals. First player ever in a playoff game with that type of stat line. It, it goes something like, like first player in a playoff game with 30 plus points, 10 plus rebounds, 5 plus assists, 5 plus steals. That's, he's the first player ever to do that. On the plus side here for the Nets, uh, it does seem like Harden is doing better. It would be huge if he was able to, to be 100% for game 7 in the later round, should they be able to get there. It's 16 points and 7 assists, which by no means is anything crazy, but much better than 1 of 10. On the downside for the Nets in this game, their transition defense was very, very poor. The Bucks only shot 7 of 33 from 3 in this game, but were outscored. But, but the Nets were outscored 26 to 4 to the Bucks on fast break points. Also, one thing I've noticed that the Nets, without all three of the big three, they can be very, very streaky. Uh, game five, Jeff Green had 27 points. In this game, he hits five, and that is just one example. Joe Harris is in a slump, and without Kyrie, uh, they will need another guy to step up and help out KD should they want to move on. All right, so another team on the brink of elimination, the 76ers. They are really in this position due to their poor play. Uh, Ben Simmons is definitely the first thing I want to talk about. We all know he's he's primarily a defender and a great passer. But we all know how good he can be inside. Shooting four fourteen from the line, in 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 that other game is a blaring is the blaring reason, in my opinion, he isn't going downhill and finishing at the rim the way we all know he can. Uh, he obviously doesn't have confidence in his free throw ability, which is making him tentative on the offensive end. It basically almost gives the opponent, the Hawks in this situation, a little bit less to worry about. He ends up two for six from the field. Uh, last night or the other night and 34% from the free throw line throughout these whole playoffs. Uh, But anyways, on on to the game. It was was surprisingly only a four-point game at halftime, and Doc Rivers basically said that they were lucky to only be down by four points. In the second half, though, Seth Curry was what was really able to spark them it really it changed the help he helped them change the course of the game and get and start playing a bit better basketball which is what they need to do in the playoffs uh he hit three three pointers right out of the gate and helped them go up 59 51 and force the hawks into a timeout seth curry the last couple of games uh has really been 
uh, very good. Obviously, 36 points in Game 5. To go back to, to the first to the beginning, it got to the point where the 76ers needed another spark in the first half, uh, but and that came directly from Tyrese Maxey, who came in for what was not going very good for Simmons. He had multiple fouls and just wasn't having a great game. Um, he had 16 points and 17 rebounds for them in 29 quality minutes, which was very helpful to keep them into that first half. All right, other stats from this game as well. So Tobias Harris has 24 points, Embiid with 22. Seth Curry finishes the game 24 points off a 6 of 9 three-point shooting. And now that gives him 60 points in their last two games, which obviously it didn't necessarily help them. He he was basically trying to pick up the slack for the rest of the Sixers in Game 5, but it, but it was very helpful in game six, and it and it, it was showing to the other teammates. I remember back, it was either the end of the first round or beginning of the second round, Tobias Harris had said, there's always going to be need to be that guy who can pick our team up if, it, if it's needed or step up and really win us some games or take us, give us better chances to win games. And that, in that game, when he said that, that was Shake Milton, but it's been, but in this one, it was Seth Curry and Tyrese Maxey. But anyways, for the Hawks, Trey Young is really continuing to be great for the Hawks. He ended up with 34 points, five rebounds and 12 assists. And despite losing, he still had a plus 12 over under despite the loss. And just the impact he has on the floor is amazing. Uh, and a couple of games ago, either game five or four, he shot something like eight of 26 from the field, but which is 30%, I believe, but compensated with 18%, and, and they won the game. Um, because sometimes you find guys who are shooting something or shooting very poorly like this, eight of 26. Um, and they either, they either just keep shooting and keep shooting and just try to get themselves out of it. But, but Trey Young recognizes, Hey, I'm not shooting very well. Uh, and so he's, I'm obviously not going to be the one who's going to help, who's going to win this game for us. So I got to find something else that's going to help us out. And, and he's, and that's what, that's part of what makes him so good is his he's a very, very smart basketball player. Uh, Capella and Herter also combined for 31 points and 22 rebounds. Another team on the brink. Well, I guess I shouldn't say it that way anymore because all three of these teams had a team on the brink of elimination. But anyways, the Clippers win four in a row in this series to secure a spot in the Western Conference Finals against the Suns. First time in 50 seasons that the Clippers have made it into the Western Conference Finals. And personally, without Kawhi Leonard, uh, I didn't I didn't think they would win another game in this series and let alone win this series. This game was crazy was crazy at times and 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 was won by someone we didn't expect to see win this game. Uh The Jazz blew a 25-point lead. It is obvious, and there has been some examples even in this year's playoffs. There are no safe leads in the postseason. Uh, it's 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 like the time you probably know already. Obviously, you would uh, never mind, but but it's it's the time of the year where every team is trying 120% because it's. It's the point where you don't you have the mentality you don't want to lose it all because in the regular season, if 
you're, I don't know, first in the East, uh, let's just say, and you have 30 wins and seven losses, and you lose a game and you're 30 and eight, it's not like, oh, our season's over. Uh, but, but yeah, but anyway, so Donovan Mitchell said at, after the game, he was in shock. No, obviously. Um, now, I got to talk a little bit about Terrence Mann, uh, the man who bought, brought the Clippers back. Also, before we get to him, some guy bet $500 that the Clippers would come back from 25 down. And they came back, and he cashed out $8,500. But anyways, on to Terrence Mann. Uh, the thing that I thought was funny, some some guy edited edited Terrence Mann's Wikipedia page to make it say, Terrence Mann is the owner of the Utah Jazz and father to his only, only son, Rudy Gobert, obviously because he dunked on Gobert multiple times and basically owned him. But that was funny. And, and afterwards, it, it was taken down and because he wasn't like, I don't know, some editor or something. I don't know the exact reason. But but it said, he, he was like, Bro, I, I was just stating the facts. I watched this whole entire game, and it was obvious that that Terrence Mann is is his dad. Um, but but uh, a little bit more about Terrence Mann. So Terrence Mann, uh, obviously thirty nine points, uh, and twenty five of his thirty nine coming in the second half when it's obviously needed most because that's when they were down by a lot. But then but then there's something else. Um. It's the Clippers. Well, no, I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but you, you obviously have to have another guy other than Paul George or the usual guys when Kawhi Leonard's out. Now it was it was told Kawhi Leonard said, "Yeah, I'm probably not going to be playing in this game," and this turned into uh, Terrence Mann's Terrence Mann's night. Um, but. So he ends up with 39 points. And I remember him saying, I, I just look up at the scoreboard uh, and and it's just like the points keep getting higher. Like he was almost like surprised a little bit about it. Um, but but one other thing is so obviously he owns Rudy Gobert now. It's his kid. Uh, dunked on him multiple times and led this uh, uh Clippers team to victory who will play the the Suns now. And one other thing is now home court advantage is real for for the Clippers now because they played against they played in front of seventeen thousand people in this in this uh uh in in this game and that is the making it the first time in fifteen months the Clippers had played uh in in a full house after California eased their COVID-19 safety restrictions this past Tuesday, um, which, which is going to be huge for them when they, when they will now play the Suns because they're going to need all the help that they can get. Uh, except in, in game one, it could be, it could be a bit different because, um, no Chris Paul, he might not even be there for game two. So the, the Clippers are really going to need to try to win these first couple of games if they can, if, if the Suns don't have Chris Paul, because this, the Clippers have been able to come out of 2-0 holes in these series, um, obviously staying very resilient against the Mavericks and the Jazz. But I, I don't see any way that if they go down 2-0 to the Suns with Chris Paul, if he's back after these couple of games, that they're going to have any chance to advance to 
to the conf- or to the NBA Finals. Uh, so they're going to need to take advantage of no Chris Paul in that in that one. To talk a little bit more about Terrence Mann, there was a lot of first time stats here. So yeah, it was one hundred seven, one hundred six, uh, with eight minutes remaining, and. Uh, for the Clippers, and they scored nine straight points after that, five of those by Terrence Mann. Uh, Paul George had to say, you saw a full, complete game from a second-year player. I mean, you saw him stretch the floor, you saw him rebound, muscle his way to the basket. You saw so many flashes of so many different things. He did it in the most crucial part of the game. Yeah, he's right about that one. Uh so uh, Donovan Mitchell also had 39 points. And, well, one thing, back to back to the – he said he, – he ended up saying that he they didn't ex- execute um, defensively, which is so, so true. It almost seemed like just from watching this game that since Terrence Mann was open so many times, it's almost like they were disrespecting his jump shot that – they they thought it was just some scrub, but but they but Terrence Mann saw that opportunity and really took advantage of that. Terrence Mann isn't even a starter, and so that's huge. Much confidence now. The Clippers have another guy who they know is able to step up, and it's going to be needed in these later rounds. And and one more thing: this is the this is the only the second time in franchise history the Jazz have blown a twenty five point lead in a postseason game. And and I it's the first and it's and they the NBA's top regular season record and and this is the first but this is the first time they lost four in a row all this season including the playoffs um so so it went down the drain quickly for for the Jazz and Terrence Mann now probably will see more playing time and will probably see uh possibly starting roles coming in soon and without Kawhi Leonard. That he will need to be, he will need to be the same as these last few games. I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Fast Break Sports. I know it was late, but I really, I had been working on it, and I really wanted to get out a podcast because I didn't want to go on another four, five, six week-long absence um and plus even though it's late it still might be in my opinion i like to hear multiple opinions on things you might like that too well that's that's why i listen to podcasts because you have your own opinions on things but you like to hear other people's side of it um but but i'll just try to be as up-to-date as possible but i know this one was a little late but i hope you still enjoy it but anyways i'm preston green and i'll talk to you next time soon on Fast Break Sports.